everyone, and welcome to episode four of Verbal Processing Unit. My name is Jeremy Coggins. I'm a youth minister who likes to dabble in technology, games, music, and really anything that piques my interest. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm glad to have you guys here today. Uh, I'm going to kind of jump right into it today because I think this might be something that'll take a while for me to get through. Um, and that's the idea of churches having proper management of their accounts and proper security for their online identities. Um, I, I I know churches spend a lot of time protecting their physical assets, um, making sure they know who's got keys and who's got access to things and security systems and um, being very careful about what things they get and what things they get rid of. And that's and because the, the physical... Physical assets are something that churches have had for a long, long time. Uh, but as I discovered about a little over a year ago, that it's the digital assets that churches just kind of let go in the wind, and that can really come back to bite you in the butt if something goes horribly wrong. And that's exactly what happened to us. So when I, uh, we had... Um, a volunteer secretary who was rather technically minded. She put she when when I came, she had the website put together, um, and she she basically built it. She used a free website, um, a hosting a hosting uh, uh, a website management software called Joomla. It was a hosting. Uh, management and uh, website building software. It's free. It's open source, um, which was good for the church. Was good for the church at the time because they didn't have the money to really pour into a website. So she did it for she. She volunteered. She she helped. She put the website together. Got the domains together. Got the emails together. Um, she also well. She was also the volunteer secretary. So she helped. Uh, the pastor with with his things and it was it was it was a really good deal. So I come on, um, I get access to stuff. Of course, I'm a little more technically minded, so she gives me a little bit more access to things, being able to adjust the uh, my web the web page for my youth group and um, uploading podcasts and uh, things like that. So we were. At some point, um, we had an issue with uh, the website being hacked. Uh, we had, well, we think we we think it was hacked. That we got in there, and there was a lot of stuff was being changed. Um, there were weird things popping up on the website. There, it was basically there was malware on there. I think she got notified by the hosting service that says they said they had detected malware on there. And she, and so she, she went to work trying to fix it, which included restoring stuff, revoking access from people, you know, just paring it all down to try to get this malware thing under control. And the process uh, means that I, the, the, the uh, permissions that I had to access things uh, became less and less as she was trying to figure it out. And eventually she was going to kind of get get that back to me. Well, she she finally gets it figured out and this about December rolls around and she's she thinks she's got a handle on it and she's going to start getting giving access back to things. 
I'm gonna get a call on a month. It's Monday before before Christmas. I'm get a call that she passed away. Uh, she had uh, she passed away suddenly suddenly through the night. It was it wasn't uh, she didn't have it wasn't because of a something she had before. It was a brain aneurysm and it just came on suddenly and she was gone. It was it was a really sad hard time. But in in what what did to this story is she was the one who had access to all of our all of our accounts. And when I mean all of our accounts, she was the one who had access to the account that had our domain name registered on. She was the one who had access to uh, where our website was being hosted. She had access to the admin uh, admin email for all of our email addresses. Now, what she, she she was very privacy conscious, and so she never gave out her real name ever online. So all of her all of her email addresses were different. She, she in the name she put like ABC one two three, you know, something that that wasn't her hers at all because she was very very privacy conscious. So what this ended up doing is we no longer had access to some very important things for the church's online presence. We no, we were no long we no longer had access to had access to domain, website hosting, uh, email, uh, and a whole bunch of other uh, and actually just admin admin rights for the website because she hadn't given anybody else back admin properties. Now, usually we'd think, you know, she told us over and over that she had the these passwords and, and information written down somewhere, which I'm sure she did. The problem is we couldn't find it. Her husband couldn't find it. And you don't want to... Her, her, husband, her husband just lost his wife. You can't, you can't pressure him too much to try to find a book of passwords that should have been where it was or should have been where she said it was and it isn't and we, we just don't know where it is anymore. You can't, you, you have to be sensitive to that. So we got into this situation where we, we don't exactly know how much time we have left on our domain. We don't exactly know how much time we have left on our hosting. Um... And we can't go in and change anything with any of the emails, which ended up being an issue because going throughout this year, there were several emails we had made for things. We can't remember the passwords for accounts that are associated with them. And of course, in order to reset the password, they send a link to the email address associated with it. Well, we don't remember the password for that either. It was, it wasn't written down anywhere. So we, so our entire online presence was basically decimated in one entire move. And I, once this happened, I, I, I knew immediately how, how bad this was. And I began thinking about it. And then after Christmas, Christmas um, was done, I sat down with the, our senior pastor and I said, this is, this is a bad situation. And I, I walked him through exactly what we don't have access to and what exactly that means. For example, just losing access to our domain would send our email offline, 
would send our website offline and we would basically lose we would basically lose the ability to communicate with anyone. And so we ran through the options. We were, we we looked at what it would take to get stuff transferred to us. Uh, as far as the website, the domain goes, we had to we literally had to get a copy of the death certificate and send that in with like a copy of the birth certificate and to prove that to transfer ownership. Now, remember, remember all of this. Um, she didn't use her real name for anything. And if you go and try to, if you don't remember your password or you lose access to a, an email address and you go to recover it, one of the first things it does is, okay, what's what's the name on this account? Even if you go and call and say, hey, we lost access to this this website, uh, they're like, okay, well, what's the, what's the name associated with the account? I don't know. Some random ass assortment of letters and numbers. So we couldn't, we, we discovered that trying to get, get access back to the things that we had lost was going to be a much bigger deal than we expected. And it was going to take way, way, way too much time. So we decided, so we made the decision we had to, we had to start brand new. And that's what we did. We bought a brand new domain. We created a brand new website. Um, God made brand new emails and the stuff that we had, luckily, um, the senior pastor and I still had access to our email addresses because we knew what our passwords were. And so we were able to transfer, actually transfer emails over to, to our new email addresses. Um, and that, that process, that process was actually much easier than I, w I was expecting it to be. So we got a brand new domain, we got a brand new website, we got brand new email addresses, and us were slowly, slowly getting everything associated with our new email accounts. But the lingering concern is who has access to the passwords? Where do we keep those? How are we going to make sure that this situation doesn't happen again? Uh, and and, and the, the reason for that is I was the one. I was the one who was taking care of this. I had the tech technical know-how for this, and and done the research to put this together. And I didn't realize this until many months later, just how much time and how far behind this put me in my in my youth ministry work. So not having this stuff taken care of literally affected the ministry that I was having at the church. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So the we we talked about what 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 we need to do, and I went looking around, and I've been using a password manager for a while called LastPass. I've been paying for it, and it um it encrypts all my passwords. It it uh, it has utilities on websites and on my phone that will automatically put it in. It's a way to save all of it. And that's what I've been using for for uh changing all my email addresses over. But so I was looking to see what they had for, uh, if they had any like enterprise or organization options. And they do. And it's really kind of cool. It's uh, many, many organizations or many uh, uh, 
services that cater to organizations, they have admin permissions. So you have like one main account that's really the owner, but then you can add these other accounts um, to access it and you can give them specific permissions. So um, you have one account that's the church account and then you can add people like I, I usually add myself with my account that that has admin privileges so I can log in with my information I, and I can change things if I need to. But if eventually we get somebody else that becomes the admin, they would they would get the the main account. I could I could have more appropriate permissions and so on and so forth. Well, LastPass has something like this, but it's even cooler because you can uh, you can pick and choose what passwords uh, certain accounts have access to, and not only that, w- if they can see the account or if they only have autofill permissions for it because if you look when it when you when it autofills it you don't actually see the password it just puts it in so you can give somebody access to the username and password but they wouldn't actually know what the password is so eventually we're going to need to go to something like that we aren't at the moment because that kind of service costs money and usually the way enterprises are is you pay per user um, and so we're not we're not quite ready to go to something like that, but we definitely are going to something like that. And right now we just got we have a book that's being uh, kept at the church that has we've got usernames and passwords and stuff in it. But that's that's not entirely secure. One because it needs to be kept someplace, uh, someplace where the person doing all this stuff me has access to, uh, and it. If somebody steals it, they can easily read it. Where the stuff that's on LastPass, if somebody hacks into LastPass and tries to steal it, it's all encrypted. And without the encryption key, which is unique to each account, they wouldn't be able to read the usernames and passwords. So this just got me to thinking about how many churches out there have websites, have email addresses and accounts and all this stuff and have no way of organizing or protecting who has access to these things and just kind of give it out and to to anybody or and i think there are more churches out there who haven't taken the time to think through this than there are, than there are those that have and that's really scary because having gone through this process this this is because of how important an online profile is and online assets and email and those kind of things are. This is something that can really hurt a church and its ministry, especially if it's something that comes suddenly and all of a sudden we need to have it done right now. And who's going to take care of that? Who's going to have the time to do that? Well, probably the person, it, it may be someone who volunteers, but more than likely it's going to the person who's going to have to deal with it on a daily basis because they work with it every day are the pastors and the the staff who are at the church and they've got work that they need to do and small churches like us we don't have IT people who think about who their job is to think about this stuff and take care of it so i just kind of want to give a couple of things that we discovered uh, and that we did that made that that made this stuff better for us. Uh, and the first thing is to 
not have any one person have access to one thing. Uh, I know that kind of seems counterintuitive to security, but the problem that we ran into before is only one person had all the information. They went away and no longer, and then all of a sudden nobody had any of the information. So we needed to find, we needed to find a way to distribute, properly distribute the information. So we started out, we're starting out with uh, the password book. Um, it's just a way to start collecting things. And eventually we're going to go to the last pass system because that is something that will keep everything together. It automatically adds passwords. So when someone adds an account, a username and password to their account, it gets added to the collection of accounts. So it's automatically collecting these accounts that people make for things. <clears throat> and then uh, we can smartly distribute to distribute it to who has access to it or actually transfer access to stuff. Um, you know, some of our, like the building and grounds and has not everybody is always the same on that every year. And so some people have access to an account this year. While some pe new people come in, we have the ability to change those passwords so that the, the, the new people have access to it. The old people don't. So we're able to maintain security while still making sure that no one person has access to everything. And the way we talk, we think about that is not putting all of your eggs in one basket. If one person has access to all of the passwords and they're the only one that does, you run the risk of losing access to everything <clears throat> if they go away, which is exactly what happened to us. So the first thing that we, <clears throat> excuse me, we found out is um, not letting one person only have access to all of your things. Um, some of the some of the other things that I found out, <clears throat> um, if you're if you use Google for your email, which we do, uh, transferring email from one account to another is actually really simple. Uh, so if you are in the position where you need to move something over, Google has um, tools available to not only transfer contacts. But they can they can actually physically transfer the emails from one account to the other. So you have all of the your previous emails in your new email, and then you can set up forwarding so that anything new comes for it. Now this this doesn't work for everything on the Google account, but that process ended up being a lot easier than I expected. Um, coming <clears throat> another thing that we did is we needed to make sure that. Um, the new website was going to be something that a, a, a new secretary would be able to to use. Um, Joomla is cool. It's free. And there's there's a lot that you can do, especially if you're technically minded. Um, but it is complicated. Uh, it's very technical. And it's not built to be easy to use. It's built to be technical and... Um, it's built so that you can do and build anything on it that you want, um, which is fine if you've got a team that is able to do that. But for a small church, that just makes it so that if the person running it goes away and someone new comes in, they're going to have to spend a year in training to figure out what, what's going on. So 
we had we set a goal to make sure that our new website was something that's going to be easy to use. And up to this point, I've been using Squarespace for several sites. I used it for my site. I used it for uh, the teen convention site. I used it for the camp website. And I knew that this was something that was that was going to be easy to use. It's specifically designed uh, to have good good looking websites without spending a lot of time on it. So we moved our we moved our website to Squarespace. Now, Squarespace gives us the ability to allow certain people access to it. So if we have someone that just needs to be able to have access to edit things, we can do that. Um, and we need someone who just posts blog posts. We can do that. They're, they've got different permission options. We can let other people have access and edit the website. Again, so not so only one person, it's not in a situation where only one person has access to the site. Other people can access it and edit, edit it if we need them to. Um, but the main point is that it's easy to use. So at the moment, I'm taking care of the website, but where we're beginning to talk about, okay, Jeremy, you're, you're the youth minister. You don't need to be working on this website all the time. It's taking you away from the ministry that you're doing. <clears throat> At some point, we need to train somebody on how to do it. And because of how easy to use Squarespace is, we will. We'll be able to bring somebody in, and it'll, it, it's, it's designed in such a way that it'll be rather easy for them to pick up. The hardest thing is just going to be wrapping their, their, their brain around just how websites work. And that's that's a good place to be, where it's going to be easy to train the next person who needs to take over. A um, couple other things that I, I, that I discovered in doing this is that many, many places offer special deals for nonprofits. Uh, found out Google... Google gives away their services for nonprofits. Um, you can make, and and this is domain domain based um, email accounts. So instead of uh, my email address being jcoggins at gmail.com, it's g g coggins g coggins j coggins at sunnyview.church. It's got that domain there, but we're using Google services. And normally, in order to have domain services like that, you pay five dollars a month. Well, if you're a nonprofit, you are able to get that service for free. Um, and you can have up to 300 email addresses or unlimited amount of email addresses, whatever. But <clears throat> you get to use the, that free, and that comes with the 30 gigabytes of drive storage and everything that comes with normally, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, getting their, their G Suite. Uh, so it, whenever you're looking at services for what you're doing. Look to see if they've got a special discount for nonprofits. I know LastPass does. It's like a 60% discount or something like that. Um, Microsoft has a lot of discounts on their their uh, Office Suite and uh, their Office 365 stuff, which is good. I think it ends up becoming like like $2 a month per person, something like that. Um, you have to look at it. So if you're interested in any, any of this kind of thing, I recommend going to TechSoup.org. TechSoup is a website specifically designed for nonprofits and businesses. So what businesses do is because they're 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 giving discounts to nonprofits, they count it as donations. 
um, which is good for businesses because that's it gives them a tax break on stuff. So they are making giving donations to nonprofits. Well, at e- each business has certain qualifications for who they're willing to donate to. So TechSoup, you go in, you provide your information, you provide your, provide your nonprofit information, give the kind of um, organization that you are, and they use that information to tell you which of these businesses you qualify for donations from. Um, and it's... And that's who Google uses to ver- verify that you're a nonprofit. And so, basically, if you want if you want nonprofit software, good place to start is TechSoup.org. What this did for us is this allowed us to make some of these transitions for a lot less money than we were expecting. Um, we still did need to pay for some things. Our domain, you know, our new domain, we need to pay for that. Our website, we pay for that. Um, and we did pay for our our uh, G- our Google Mail for a while, and then I found this, and oh yeah, we can we can do this for a lot less than we were expecting. So, um, first of all, make sure that you don't have all of your stuff all in one basket. Now, there you don't have just one person that isn't that has is the only person that has access to stuff because that is putting your church at risk, especially if something happens to them. Um, make sure that the services that you're using are easy to easy to learn and to understand so that the next person that is in charge of it, it's going to be easy for them to transition into it. Or if something happens to them, it's going to be easy for any person to come in and and figure out. And lastly, when you're... If you're transitioning some of these things, look into whether you can get stuff for free or at a discount. The thing I like about the Gmail thing, it's really professional to have an email address with your domain at the end. I see a lot of people that have, um, they, they be like, in our, 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 uh, Situation, it may be sunnyviewpastor at gmail.com or pastor in their name at gmail.com. And it's just, they just made a free account at Gmail, so they have an email address with that. And that that works, I understand that. Um, but there's a level of professionalism by having a domain domain at the end. So mine is jcoggins at sunnyview.church. Um, that, is, it, that is an incredibly... It looks incredibly professional when you're giving when you're giving it out to people. Um, for one, it, it has my name on it, but then it actually tells me where I'm at. I'm from Sunnyview Church, the Sunnyview Christian Church. Um, so Google provides a way for you to get that benefit for free. So always be on the lookout for for free or discounted deals for for churches. So that's our story. That's that's what this is and like I said this happened about a year ago uh, and we're finally getting to the point where we've got things settled. Um, I actually did try to contact Google to make me a super admin in the other domain cuz I I still have we haven't lost we haven't lost uh, domain access to stuff. Um, our old email, our old website has stopped working, 
Um, but our, our old email is still working. Um, and so I have tried to contact Google to see if they can, I, I explained the situation and I said, Hey, um, is there any way that you can make me a super admin of this domain? Um, they, last time they said, here, let's take your number in case we get disconnected. I got put on hold. We got disconnected. No one ever called me back. And so this is something that I'm going to have to schedule like a whole day or something to contact them and try to maybe try to get that figured out. But the only reason I'm able to do that <clears throat> is because we were paying for G Suite. Uh, you can't, you actually can't contact Google support about a domain with unless you are already a domain subscriber, which is a good thing, which is a good thing we went and got a new, new account and a new domain because if I had, if I had tried to go from the other one that we had, which was a grandfathered and free version, I wouldn't have been able to call support. How in, how in the world would we be able to get anything, get anything done? It's just another one of those weird, weird uh, policy things that doesn't doesn't help the consumer at all. So that's my story. I I hope that if you are a part of a church or um or a leader in the church, you begin to think about this and 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 take this kind of thing seriously. Get together with your board, get together with the technical people in your church, get a strategy together, um, start collecting these passwords and emails. Some people are going to not like it because they, they may be losing exclusive access to their account, but In a ways, it's it's kind of tough because for a church, it is important that the technical aspect of the church, technical aspects of the church don't get in the way of the ministry, and leaving that stuff to any one person puts the church at incredible risk to for wasting a lot of time taking care of this stuff. So I, I hope this is giving you uh, something to think about and and you are able to get your churches moving on some of this stuff. Well, that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, For those of you that do listen, um, I've got a lot of stuff going on uh, with with my youth and stuff. If you're interested in anything that I'm doing or want to know some of the other interests that I have, uh, the best place to do that is to go to jeremycoggins.com and you can find everything that I have there. All right, thank you everyone for listening, and I will talk to you next week.